0: This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 498 of the Stable Scooper Radio Show. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Horselovers.com and Graywall Equestrian. This episode, the rest of the scoop, brings us a Gail Stewart original called He's Too Small. And the Horselovers.com product review of the week is the Ovation Mudster Shoe and Boot Saver. Listen in. Hi everybody, Glenda Geek here, and you're listening to The Flagship Show on the Horse Radio Network, the Stable Scoop radio show, and I have good news for all of you, and that is, in a couple of episodes, we'll be at episode number 500 after 10 years of doing this, and Helena... You all remember Helena. She'll be coming back for that episode, and we'll be taking a look at past episodes that we've done and some of our favorites through the years and playing you some clips. So, Helena's going to be returning for episode number 500. We'll get all caught up with her and also take a look back at the last 10 years. We're back to a a twice-a-month schedule here on the Stable Scoop Radio Show with our rest of the scoops. So, uh, until... Till I think over the summer, we'll be back to twice, uh, twice a month, and then hopefully we can get back to weekly again at some point. But that's what's going on. I apologize for the delay in getting this one out with all the travel and all the exciting things that we have going on at the Horse Radio Network. Some, which I'll be able to tell you about, hopefully, in the next episode. In the meantime, let's get on with our rest of the scoop. He's Too Small by Gail Stewart. The 1938 running of Britain's Grand National Steeplechase was a race of twos. That horse is too small. That jockey is too big. That race is too tough for such a dear little horse. The horse owner was too determined to be deterred. She insisted that her horse run in the Grand National, a treacherous race of lore and legend, famously depicted in the novel and movie National Velvet. It is held every spring on Aintree Racecourse near Liverpool, England. The race is about four and a half miles long. Horses jump 30 obstacles and lap the course twice. The particularly fearsome jumps are the chair and Beecher's Brook. The race requires the stamina of an Olympic marathoner, the strength of Hercules, and the courage of Churchill. It is not for the faint of heart, either of horse or jockey. This tale of the Grand National is not one of an English horse bred by a queen, prince, or an earl. It's the tale of a little American horse who stood only fifteen and a half hands high. He was the first American bred and American owned horse to win the Grand National. And the first and only horse to win both the English Grand National and the American Grand National. Bred in Kentucky, a son of Man War, he was bred for speed, which he showed early in his flat races. At the age of 2 and 3, he won 4 of his 10 races. At the age of 4, he won 6 of 12 races. Not bad for a little horse. One day, he hurt his leg in the starting gate. And that's when Virginia horsewoman Marion DuPont Scott bought him for $12,000. With rest, recuperation, and attention to the leg, he returned to form. Marion, a member of the prominent DuPont family, loved people chasing, so she put her new horse into training for jumping. In 1933, he began a career over fences and won three of four starts, including the Billy Barton Steeplechase and the National Hunt Club Handicap. In 1934, when he was seven, he won four of the six races, including the American Grand National at Belmont Park. Married at the time to movie actor Randolph Scott, she dreamed big for her little horse. In 1935, she sent him to English trainer Reginald Hobbs with plans to run him in the Grand National. In 1937, just two years later, Reginald Hobbs convinced her he was not training well. He was held back. In 1938, Grand National loomed large for Mrs. Scott. She wanted to enter him. She insisted on entering him. But from the moment the chestnut stallion arrived on English soil, where he'd acquired the nickname the American Pony, trainer Hobbs Harvard fears of running him in the grueling race. He's too small to see over chair fence, let alone Beecher's, he lamented. Beecher's Brook is the Grand National's most famous and most dangerous jump. It has jumped twice as the 6th and 22nd fence. It is 4 foot 10 inches high with a water ditch and sharp drop on the off side. In those days, get this, the drop-off was 3 feet lower than the takeoff side. Its name honors Captain Martin Beecher, who in the very first Grand National in 1839 fell off his horse and cowered in the water ditch until all the horses had cleared overhead. Some jockeys compared it to jumping off the edge of the world. But Mrs. Scott wouldn't give up, and Trainer Hobbs finally gave in. He said, She's a lovely person, Mrs. Scott, but she must be mighty tough to even think of running a dear little horse like this over Aintree. He tried unsuccessfully until the morning of the race to scratch him, even though his 17-year-old son Bruce, who rode tall in the saddle at six foot two, what is his jockey? Picture that, a six foot two jockey on a fifteen and a half hand horse. Thirty-six horses queued up that day, with Mrs. Scott's horse going off at 40 to 1. The field took off like a cavalry charge. At the seventh jump, Bruce caught a disaster too close for comfort. They had jumped to Beecher's Brook, but landed so hard and so steeply that the horse cut his chin on the ground. Bruce's horse clambered to his feet, tried to recover momentum, and veered sharply for the seventh fence. Bruce lost his balance going over it. What happened next was a gesture of gallantry and sportsmanship, and is recorded in the annals of grand national history as heroic. Hobbs said, I was starting to fall off when suddenly I was pushed back in the saddle. And that push came from English jockey Fred Rimmel, who was riding alongside Hobbs. Hobbs credited Rimmel for saving him and the chance at victory. Bruce and his horse gained the lead at the final post. In a photo finish, the little stallion stuck at his nose and beat the favored Irish horse and won in a time of 9 minutes 29 seconds. Mrs. Scott promised her horse that if he won the Grand National, he would never race again. And she kept her promise and retired home to her Virginia state Montpelier. Yep, that's right. The home of former President James Madison. Bruce Hobbs made his own history as the youngest rider to win the Grand National, and after a fall a year later, retired from racing. Marion DuPont Scott's champion steeplechaser sired 58 foals, including steeplechase champions War Battle and Shipboard, and a 1952 American Grand National winner, Sea Legs. He retired with a race record of 24 wins out of 55 starts, and he died at the age of 31. At Montpelier, you can visit the grave of the 1938 Grand National Champion. He was inducted into the National Museum of Racing Hall of Fame in 1969, after he did what no one thought he could possibly do, except for one, except for Marion DuPont Scott. As a foal, he was given a name that reflected his personality, qualities born by a mighty ship and a battler on the high seas. And now you know the rest of the scoop about a horse called Battleship. He's Too Small was written by Gail Stewart, author of 101 Horses in History. You can find all of her books at 101horsesinhistory.com. Greywall Equestrian is dedicated to providing top-quality products from everyday essentials to something special for the show ring— Greywall offers items for both horse and rider, including turnout blankets, tall boots, grooming tools, leather halters, hunter jumper, and dressage bridles, paddock boots, and much more. Every item they carry has been selected by knowledgeable equestrians and horse riders just like you. The staff at Greywall Equestrian makes sure that Equestrian Tack is tested and inspected to ensure you get the best quality and experience. Plus, they provide a 100% money-back guarantee. You heard me right. 100% money-back guarantee. Find Greywall products at your local retailer or visit Greywall Equestrian at greywallequestrian.com.
1: what product review time? My favorite part of the show, where I get to hang out with giving, dedicated volunteer listeners who take on a product that they're not familiar with and they test it out and then they come on the air and they tell us all about whether they loved it or not. And I'm here with Courtney Teet this evening. How are you doing, Courtney? I'm fantastic.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Well, this evening, Courtney is going to review for us the Ovation Mudster Shoe and Boot Saver. So tell us about first, what the heck is it and whether or not you loved it? So
2: it is a half flip on shoe. So you would slip it on over like your tall boots or your paddock boots. Um, it's very narrow. I was hoping it'd be a little bit more stretchy so that I could slip it over my tennis shoes, not working out. But I did actually put it on my bare foot and run outside in the rain once, and it worked fine for that. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: it's like um, a boot rubber, except your it doesn't cover up the heel of your boot. It's like it got a cutout where the heel of your boot would go.
2: Right, and it's not rubber. It's like a neoprene, uh, oh. kind of like the wetsuit material. Okay. Um, the bottom is hard plastic, uh, probably a hard rubber, like really, really tough rubber. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got like grooves in it, so it's grippy and everything. So when you are in the mud, you can get a little bit of traction. But the heel, you're correct, it doesn't cover the heel of your boot. But the Velcro that goes around it, because it is Velcro latch is big enough that it also protects the back of your boot. So the only part of your boot that's going to touch the ground is literally just the heel.
1: Interesting. Now, have you tried them on your tall boots or on your paddock boots?
2: Both. I wore them with both, and they fit both my... Tall, um, so I have two pair of tall boots. I have one zippered pair that are a little bit more rugged and like the new agey type ones um, with the big zippers and the big toes and stuff. I slid it into that and it fit perfect into that. I also have the older style pull-on tall boots that are like sucking in your leg. You can't breathe in it. Uh, Fits great <laughs> on that. Um, and then I also used it with my uh, lace-up uh, paddock boots and it fit on that perfect too.
1: Oh, well, they fit all three then. And they seem to come in one color, boring old black.
2: Yes, but
1: they're, I mean it's pretty. It works. <laughs> <laughs> they they kind of match that way. Now, durability-wise, do you feel like the Velcro held up reasonably well?
2: Absolutely. I am hard on everything that I own. I literally don't take care of anything. Um, <laughs> so it made it through the wet Tennessee. It's still making it through the nasty wet Tennessee weather because um, we have only had rain since like December, um, and it's still perfectly fine. I hose them off um, and then I'll just hang them up on a rack uh, in the pack room and let them dry overnight. And then I'll throw them back on in the morning and they're good to go. And I do this daily. Oh, there you go. They're (laughs) getting a good workout. Yeah, everything's still in brand new condition. It looks like I've never even worn them. Well, cool.
1: That is the Ovation Mudster Shoe and Boot Savers and they are available as we record this review from Horselovers.com. That's Horselovers with a Z dot com. For twenty two dollars and ninety five cents, as I said, they only come in one color, boring old black. Two sizes, uh, they fit boot size six through eight and a half, or they fit size boot size nine through eleven. Two sizes, and uh, if you loved Courtney's review, maybe you should get yourself a pair of those. Thank you very much, Courtney.
2: I am April, and I'm an HRN auditor because I value the knowledge inspiration and entertainment provided by all of the shows on the network and i'm happy knowing my contribution is helping to ensure the fun will continue in the future if you love hrn you should become one too
0: to become an hrn auditor and to join the party please visit horseradionetwork.com and click on the auditor banner on the right side of the page for as little as a dollar a month you too can join the party Well, that's it for this episode, everybody. We'll be back with another episode before the end of June, so take a look for that. If you want to download our app, iOS or Android, it's the easiest way to listen to all 17 shows here on the Horse Radio Network. Just download it there. There's a new Google app coming out for podcasts too in the next couple of weeks, so hopefully we'll have a review of that as it hits everybody's Android phones. Maybe that'll make it easier for some people to find the podcasts that they love and to find us. Tell all your friends about our shows. Let them in on the secret, too. So until next time, happy scooping.